welcome back to another episode. This is episode 90 on the Walking Closer podcast. I titled uh, this one, Can I Get a Little Self-Help? And I did that because I want to talk to you about something that is generally relegated to the self-help shelf for the bookstore or category. But I think it's misplaced, and I believe it's wrongly placed. I think, I, 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 in fact, I believe it is essential. Like it really is essential to everyone. Uh, but before I get to what that is, let me set this up for just a little bit. So hang with me. Um, so we're in the middle of this pandemic, with, well, no end in sight. And as this pandemic continues to evolve, our situations and challenges continue to evolve with it. Now, it wasn't enough for us to figure out how to navigate the start of all of this. Um, We have to continue to do that. And as things evolve, we also have to figure out how to navigate things as they change. And inevitably, you know, you're going to make mistakes, right? We've we've all made the mistakes um, and the things that we have done uh, throughout this time, uh, and everyone is making them. I mean, because in large, we, we haven't been here before, right? We, we are trying to figure things out as we go. Now, as a result of your specific circumstances and the distress that you are under, you may react in certain ways that you're not accustomed to. Maybe, maybe there are ways that you don't like. Maybe you're seeing certain things about yourself, and at some point, um, you know, you, you might come to conclusions that, you know, I don't like this. I'm not okay with this. Um, your children or your spouse or others in your home might find themselves on the receiving end of your reactions to all of this and how you're feeling and, you know, because of the mistakes that you have made maybe or whatever it is, just the stress that you're under. Um, and you see that. You, you might say, do or even just feel some things that you know when they surface you don't like them so if this happens to you there are a couple ways that you can respond you can immediately begin to just beat yourself down with negative self-talk and, and thinking you know that you're a horrible person and just you suck at everything but i, I want to challenge you to be be kind and gentle to yourself. I want to challenge you maybe even to do something different, right? Give yourself a break. Like, it's okay. Like, learn to love yourself. And so instead of responding in this negative way, you know, tell yourself, listen, hey, (laughs) I've never done this before. It's the first time I'm here. And even if I have done this before, um, people make mistakes. There's so many factors involved as to why... We respond the way we do, and, and circumstances are always different, situations. Uh, it, it's just almost impractical to even try and keep it all together all the time, right? And uh, just love on yourself. Love on yourself. Now, that might sound like mushy self-help talk to you, but I'm telling you it's not. And, and if you see it as such, then I'm telling you that that's the problem. And I think it's more important now than ever before that we come to understand what it means to, wait for it, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, that, That's something that we find in the Gospels, Mark 12, 29-31. And so you know, when we talk about, for all those people who, when we start talking about as disciples of Jesus, when Christians talk about 
you know, loving yourself, this isn't some, just some, you know, liberal mumbo jumbo mushy, you know, soft stuff here. Um, this isn't self-help. This is gospel, man. Love your neighbor as yourself. You need to go in your Bible, whether it's a literal book or if you have, you're using some digital form of, of, of the Bible. You need to go in there and if you can highlight that, you need to highlight that as yourself. You need to underline as yourself. Most often the as yourself part doesn't get the attention that it needs. It's all about loving God and loving others. But notice you're doing this as yourself. Now, here's why this is so important. Ultimately, you will love others as you love yourself. That's the reality. Ultimately, how you look at yourself is how you're going to look at others. Now, to, to talk about this, we can think about it in, in a couple, couple of ways. The first is you know, how we see others says a lot about ourselves. And, and there was a study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology that concluded that the way you view others reflects a lot about you, and, and whether it's good or bad characteristics or traits. They found that those who saw others in a positive light tended to have more positive traits or characteristics within themselves. And on the flip side, among those who had negative perceptions of others, they there were links to a more negative characteristics or traits like narcissism and antisocial behavior. And uh, so, in other words, positive perceptions of others were linked to one's personal positive traits and a negative perception of others tended or seem to be linked to personal negative traits and if you want to uh, do some research on that study i'll put a link down in the the description um, but essentially how we see others says a lot about ourselves and then there's a, another study that was done at the university of alberta by a professor and some colleagues that a psychology professor that concluded that we tend to see in others what we fear in ourselves, uh, which in turn makes us feel better when we you know, devalue others in whom we see these things. It's the, the classic case of projection. We treat others like a mirror of sorts. And without even realizing it, that we're doing it, we do this. We project ourselves onto others. We see things that we uh, don't like, but those things are within ourselves, and so we devalue them, making ourselves look better. Okay? Um, uh, in fact, there's a link in Psychology Today, an article about this, and I'll put that in the description without going into a whole whole lot of de detail. But the simple fact that we we tend to forget or maybe even have a hard time conceiving of the fact that others see the world differently, that people don't all see things alike, the fact that we are caught off guard when we realize that even people who are close to us may not see things the way we see them. Uh, tells us, right, that how we look at ourselves is how we look at others. And what we see in ourselves is often what we see in others. And there's there's lots of studies and lots of articles, lots of things have been published about this. And uh, it's, it's very obvious that there are lots of times that uh, we demonstrate this very fact. We tend to project ourselves. We tend to project ourselves onto other people. Um, over and over and over again, we can go to various studies that look at things from various perspectives, and they all point to 
this reality. From one way or another, we have these tendencies uh, to do this. Like people, people are essentially our mirrors, right? So when Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, there is a direct link between one and the other. While loving your neighbor is important, the qualifier is what? The qualifier is as yourself. Now, imagine if you treated your neighbor as you typically treat yourself. How would that go? Would you really be a good neighbor? You know, we, we, we think we can love on our neighbors and not worry about how we think about ourselves or how we treat ourselves. But when we do that, it's just a front. It's just a front. I question how deep we can actually love others if we don't love ourselves. Like, how deep does that kindness or gentleness really go when we are not kind or gentle to ourselves? So those reactions are coming from the same heart. And James 3.10 says, from the same mouth comes blessings and cursings, and this should not be so. Do you get fresh and salt water from the same fountain? Can a fig tree yield olives or a grapevine figs? And the obvious answer is no, no. The reality is, the reality is, one's pretend and one's real. And the reality is, we will end up treating others the way we treat ourselves. Um, I like this verse in Proverbs 4, 23, which says, Guard your hearts with all diligence, for it determines the course of your life. I absolutely love this verse. I use it as often as I can, because I think it's filled with such wisdom here. And in light of what I'm talking about right now, Think about this. The way you treat your own heart is the way you will treat others. The way you love yourself is ultimately the way you will love others. Now, you might disagree. And you might say things like, well, I am more patient and kind and gentle with my children than I am with myself. I treat other people better than I treat myself. Now, my response is, yep. And in the short term, that works. But over time, little things build up and begin to surface. And our children, our spouses, our family, our friends, they start getting the hint. Okay. And the reality is how we treat ourselves, which is the real us, what we see. Um, yeah, those filters break down and we will, we will treat others the way we treat ourselves. We'll see them. Now, you might get really good at practicing, you know, the facades and keeping keeping up the appearances. But eventually, those filters break down and the real us comes out. But here's the good news. It's okay to love yourself. It's okay to focus on treating your heart with kindness and gentleness. And all that stuff the New Testament letters tell us and how to treat other people. Yeah, you can apply that to yourself as well. And quite honestly, why wouldn't you? And here, here's, here's some more good news for you. If you really believe what you say you believe about God being love and loving you, if you really believe that Jesus was the ultimate manifestation of God's love for you, does this not tell you something about you? your worth, your value. If God is merciful and kind and loving towards you, shouldn't you not consider being the same way to yourself? After all, 
It's what will determine if we are really, that is sincerely, going to be that way towards others. And we, we claim that that's an important thing. But I'm telling you, you will love people as you love yourself. Ultimately, that's how it's going to work out. Consider Proverbs 19.8 says this. To acquire wisdom is to love oneself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. To acquire wisdom is to love oneself. Let me give you a word to the wise. If and when during your present circumstances, things begin to surface that you do not like. You might say, do or even just feel some things that when they surface, you do, you don't, you don't like what you see. Remember to be gentle and kind to yourself. Love yourself because God does. And that's what we say we believe. Why is it that we have such a hard time loving ourselves? Loving ourselves in a healthy way. Why is that? Well, part of it is the fact that we have claimed that this idea is nothing but a bunch of self-help, and we've ignored that, thinking we can love God and love others without loving ourselves. Okay, But, But secondly, it's because we are surrounded influenced by, molded and shaped by people who, well, don't love themselves. We have been on the receiving end of people projecting themselves and reacting to those projections. We have been on the receiving end of those things I I previously mentioned to one degree or another. And it has its own effects on each of us, some different than others. So the question is then, how, how do we break the cycle? Well, there are a lot of things that we could talk about, and there are lots of resources or directions that we could go. Many are, are very similar in approach and in their conclusions or you know, why they're suggesting you do certain things. But I want to tell you about something I came across. I came across a website, um, a website called The Habit Stacker. It's thehabitstacker.com. And it was an article by Ian Warner. Um, this guy's an author. I think he may even have a podcast. I'm not, I'm not sure. But again, there will be a link in the description to this particular article. Okay, so you can check that out if you want. But I want to, uh, the article says a couple of different things. And um, I want to essentially go to the steps that he says, that you, what you could do. I want to summarize in some instances, and most of the instances, I'll just quote some of what he says. So you can, um, what he says you could do when learning to love yourself. And again, that link will be in the description as well um, for for you to consider even further. But there's a couple of things that he mentions here. I'm not going to list all of the steps that he mentions. I think he mentions 10. I'm only going to sit here. I'm only going to mention nine of these. Um, and again, he's coming from a completely, not completely, but he is, he is coming from a different perspective, a different approach, um, a different uh, foundation maybe than even I am, I am coming from here. But it's still the good stuff, and generally speaking, these are the things that you're going to come across when uh, you start looking into, okay, so how do I do this? How do I do this? So the first thing he mentions is uh, basically to feel your pain fully. Okay, And part of this is understanding how trauma 
uh, affects us, how the hurt and the things that we go through has affected us throughout our lives and how we carry that with us and how we don't allow ourselves to feel that and we avoid it, right? We're, we're, we're hardwired to avoid pain and, and discomfort, and we often run from it. We have, we have plenty of things to distract ourselves and escape, right? But, um, I mean, anytime you want to escape, just pull your phone out, right? I mean, just pull it out of your pocket, out of your purse, and there you go. You can dive into a whole other world, but... Those feelings and the things that cause those feelings, those, those, those remain and they build up over time. And we don't take the time to understand them. And he says, you know, allow yourself to feel the pain fully. Now, another thing he says is, is to then you own your feelings. And I'll, I'll read a quote for you, what, what he says. He says, your feelings belong to you. Only you can control how you feel. No one else has the power to do that. Once you own your feelings, you begin to see that you have the power to dictate how you feel moment to moment. I've done lots of podcasts on this. You don't have to fear your emotions. They are yours, and you should own the fact that your emotions listen to you. The more you take ownership with this, the easier it all gets. And um, again, reiterating a lot of things that we have talked about here on the Walking Closer podcast, several episodes uh, that we've gone through. And then another thing, number three that he mentions is to commit to learning, okay? And uh, again, here's another quote. He says, you are going into a learning mode. It's okay if you don't understand emotions or how trauma works. What is not okay is if you don't ever take time to understand them or learn more about them. Anything you're curious about, read on it. Get a book from the library or find a podcast on it. Ignorance is not bliss when it comes to learning to love yourself. I absolutely love, I think this is probably my favorite thing that he wrote here uh, in this particular piece. Um, I, I think this is excellent. This is great. There is, there is, you can learn to understand what's going on with yourself. Seek out the help. Okay, you can go beyond even books and podcasts. You need a counselor, you need a therapist, you need someone to talk to, someone who can help you understand what's happening, take those steps, do that thing, okay? It's going to help you learn to love yourself. And in the process, here's number four, um, you need to correct your false beliefs and narratives. And I'll just kind of sum up some of what he says, quote a little bit. Uh, he says, uh, essentially here, we can we can live our lives believing lots of lies about ourselves, right? About what we're, we're worth, our value, what we're capable of. And, and let's be honest, we can be completely successful in every sense of the term, and yet we can still doubt ourselves, our abilities, our worth. He says, whatever you believe that is not true, here's a quote, needs to be removed from your mind. And you do this by replacing it with true stories that you replay in your head over and over. You remind yourself of the truth and you buy into that new story, right? Because you've been living your life believing a lie. Whatever it is that you're telling yourself, whatever these false beliefs or narratives about yourself, maybe things that you've been fed over and over again throughout your life, things you've heard that other people say about you that aren't necessarily true. And they're just coming from other people's responses to seeing things in you that they don't like, which is actually things they see within themselves. Um, those things may, may or may not even be in you. And they just you know degrade you and make you look bad so that um, they can lie to themselves about who they really are and about what's really going on inside of them. See, we're at the receiving end of this. And, uh, man, it's kind of so crazy, right? But correct your false beliefs and 
your narratives. And then, uh, number five, he mentions, the fifth thing he mentions is change your self-talk. And I'll quote what he says here. He says, anyone who does not know how to love themselves will engage in negative self-talk. The hard thing about self-talk is that it's not done out loud, um, so only you will know what it looks like. Self-talk often is an extension of how your parents spoke to you. If your parents were harsh, you are probably harsh with yourself. If they made you feel inadequate, then you most likely speak to yourself that way. And so acknowledge or become more aware of that self-talk, especially the negative self-talk, uh, which helps you come, you know, as you, the more and more you become aware of the false beliefs and narratives, the more and more you become aware of the things you tell yourself, and those are lies, okay? And change the negative self-talk. Um, change it. And the sixth thing he mentions is to, uh, he calls it, to treat your, treat your mind. And I'll just give a little quote here. He says, do anything repeatedly if you know that while doing it, your mind feels at ease. If anything brings your mind peace and keeps you feeling confident, do more of that. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Treat your mind. And then the seventh thing, he says, is take care of your body. Uh, and here's, here's another quote. He says, self-love is having discipline and loving yourself for the long run. Don't believe that self-love is doing whatever feels good now because that can lead to things like alcohol, drugs, and other serious problems. When you take care of your body, work out, and eat healthy, you are reminding yourself every day that you are valuable and worthy of being taken care of. So take care of, take care of your body in whatever way uh, you see fit and you know, based on your lifestyle, based on the changes that you need to make. It's not about everybody becoming some sort of supermodel or bodybuilder or you know, fitness model. It's about you just taking care of yourself. Cherish and honor the body that you have, okay, that contains the you, the person who, who is you, that makes the choices and decisions. Um, it's reflective of you, and so take care of it. The, uh, one of the, another thing he mentions, this is the eighth thing, uh, is a date yourself. <laughs> date yourself, I like it. Uh, and essentially, he says, do things that will help you get to know the real you, right? When you try to get to know someone, you take them out on dates, especially someone that you're interested in, right? Uh, or even if it's just friends and so forth, uh, the people in general, right? You do things to try to get to know them. Well, do that to yourself. Get to know the real you. I think I've told you, I mentioned this before, maybe it's been a while, but there was this time where um, I needed to learn, I wanted to learn, I wanted to assess what what were my real core values? Like, what did I really value? And what I learned was that there were a lot of things that I valued um, that were not based on me. They were based on other people. I mean, basically adopting the values of other people. And this is, you know, from living for 40 plus years. Um, and I realized that, why do I value this? Well, it has nothing necessarily to do with me as much as it has to do with who this person was in my life. And so... I had to do some digging to realize what my own personal core values really were, what I really value and why. And that was essentially about me getting to know the real me. And so date yourself, right? <laughs> Get to know the real you. Uh, and then finally, I mentioned something he says, and this is number nine on his list. Uh, he simply says, forgive, and I'll quote this. He says, as you go through this process, you may realize that you have not forgiven yourself or 
others for certain situations. You will never be able to fully move on until you forgive those wrongs. Forgiveness is not forgetting, but it's accepting a mistake and understanding that other people are human. Uh, you don't need to wait for an apology either because it may never come. But that should not put your life on pause. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I grew up in a tradition that told me that I cannot f- truly forgive someone unless they ask for forgiveness. And I found that to be completely false, it's completely wrong. Um, and quite honestly, it is a what I would call a judicial view of forgiveness. And so, uh, forgiveness is just simply I'm going to acknowledge that this happened. Uh, I'm going to accept it and understand that people are human, right? They're people. People are people. People are human. And um, I'm not going to allow this to hold me back or put my life on pause. I'm not going to allow this to control the rest of my life. Okay? That's that's forgiveness. So uh, that's essentially what he says. He says a lot, a few other things in this article. Again, the link to this article is in the description and uh, has other things to consider. In fact, on their website, there are resources. So if you're interested in that, check it out. I cannot vouch for any of it. In fact, there's no affiliation with any of the studies or links that I have provided in this episode. Uh, These are just things that I wanted to pass along to you for further consideration. So, yeah, can I get a little self-help? Yeah, yes, you can, and you should. And, yeah, loving yourself. Let's elevate that to the level that it that it needs, the level that it deserves. So, may you learn to love yourself. Imagine if we all loved ourselves in the most healthiest of ways. How much closer would the world be? How much closer the world might be walking with Christ?